Peace and blessings be upon you in the name of God, the most gracious and the most merciful. All glory and praise belongs to God and salutating with salutations to the beloved and all of the beloveds of God, who include Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and his holy family. Thank you so much for tuning into our 17th Healing Breathing podcast series. And today we're discussing revival of the higher heart. And I have with us joining us and is our, I myself am obviously your host, QW. Joining is our co-host, the delightful Imam Saab, and Dr. Issa White Mohammed, our spiritual ambassador for the Divine Clinic Foundation. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Issa. Wa alaikum salam, my sister. Wa alaikum salam, brother Imam. Wa alaikum So in, in discussing today about the revival of the higher hearts, we understand um, with the Divine Clinic Foundation, we're all about purification. And truly to ascend and to understand the science of their soul is through purifying our hearts and able to then get to the window of the heart is a window to the soul. And with this uh, concept in mind, uh, we go back to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And we understood that how he had received through prophetic revelations, and it was all through manifestations or divine wisdom and everything coming from insights of the heart and through meditation at the mountain during that time. And it, with, um, with saying that, Imam Saab, given with the cases and uh, spirituality, um, how can we help um, our, our human race, our humanity today to uplift and with the challenges in, in having a revival of a higher heart? And if you can expand on this, would be greatly appreciated. Well, I mean, uh, Alhamdulillah, Thank you again for uh, allowing us to to grace your show, Shukrallah. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, as a thanks to say to to our teacher, Alhamdulillah, just take a moment to give uh, salawat to the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his holy family, and of course to our teacher, the Kutub, Alhamdulillah. That you know, we have to we have to expand and understand, you know, this concept of the heart. This concept of the heart is one that I think that we take you know, in our stride, really. It's not something that we actually sit and ponder about. And that's what the Holy Prophet himself, you know, in many narrations has discussed that reflection is a very, very important tool for a human being. You know, it's what allows us to assess, you know, even at the end of your working day, for example, you know, you can sit there and you can assess everything. that, And many people do before they go to sleep. They assess how their day was, you know, and their encounters with people, and if they had done things differently, how they would have turned out. So, you know, hindsight, you know, looking at things in, in retrospect is a very powerful tool because it allows us to formulate much better approaches in future. So when we're looking at concept of the heart, we have to understand that it's not the heart alone that needs to be in submission to God, but the body as well. And in doing so, it's uh, it's to bring about this total uh, balance of, of equal measure of both the outer and the inner and then once you achieve that state of balance that's when you can truly start then 
going through the higher states of the higher states of consciousness deeper into the heart. Because until then, you'll always be in a state of imbalance. And we know that from the cases that we've dealt with, that the people themselves that we've been dealing with are spiritually afflicted in a very, very negative way, a very negative way. And there's a very negative Im imbalance on their, on their spiritual condition. And because of that imbalance, no matter how much remembrance of God they do or how much they pray or however much Quran they recite or are playing in their homes, it's not enough. It's not enough to take them out of that negativity into a state of, of balance. And I think what we have to understand is that, you know, even when you get to... So then the question really then is, how do we get to that state of balance? And this is ultimately what we provide as, as a staple core service of the Divine Clinic Foundation in, in perspective of balancing the human being uh, at, the, at the spiritual level. And we know that once we balance them at the spiritual level, that their physical level and their physical body is also at a state of balance as well. And we know that everything in that state of balance of God's creation works in a much more efficient way when it's in the state of balance, the day and the night. You know, when you're when you're flowering a plant, for example, you know, if, if you were to give that plant a lot more water than it needs, the plant will die. But, you you know, thinking, you know, if you're not thinking with any common sense, you're thinking that you're just watering the plant because it needs food. So you just keep giving it food, but not realizing that there's an over concentration. You know, there's a concentration that's well beyond the threshold of what it can manage. And this is what Allah says in the Quran, where he says that no soul can be should be given more than it can bear. And, uh, you know, when we look at that and we look at the state of the physical world, we can see the representations of the spiritual world within ourselves and that we have to look at ourselves in a much more scrutinized way. You know, we have to say, no, the things I'm hearing, the negative thoughts I'm having on a daily basis, this is not from myself. This is from somewhere else. I know it's not me. Yeah. And it's the first step to achieving, I think, you know, that first step to freedom. Because then when you're in acknowledgement that something is wrong, then you will take, I believe that you will take the right steps necessary to overcome that situation. Now, of course, we have many people who come to us for advice and then subsequently then for cleansing as well. Um, and it, it's about that balancing. It's about getting them spiritually rebalanced and then they're able to tackle the, the, the states of consciousness after that. But I don't think that tackling with the dimensions of, you know, the, the higher states of the heart is something that can be done, especially when someone is already in an imbalanced state. Um, so when you're having people who are subjected to a lot of negativity within their lives and their homes and their families, these people will find it extremely difficult to even, you know, understand that concept or even go beyond the first door of that concept at all. Um, I think the first step that with any human being has to be to achieve a state of balance, you know, and in and in, then in being graceful and in understanding the Quran in a much more dynamic way, because there is a lot of reality within the a spiritual dimension of truth within the Quran that, you know, is well above what you read in a literal sense, because the Quran has many, many, many layers. And uh, it's, it's when you start reflecting on that and going through that study through the hands of a teacher and again this is very very important as well because the teacher who's guiding you must also be in a state of cleansing you know must also be in a state of, of cleanliness of the heart themselves you know the pure can only become pure by the pure you see the, you know you can only be purified by the hands of the pure 
so you know then there are the, the levels of the pure and and who do you know and what do you know it's it's you know it's a question of your heart will tell you if you're connected to your heart you know and people are connected to the heart it's not to say they're not even the people who are affected are connected to their heart because the heart can still feel that oppression on their spirit the heart can feel it you know it comes in the form of anxiety now i ask how many listeners today at the moment are suffering with anxiety on a daily basis what do you think that is that is your heart telling you it's not your brain it's your heart telling you something is not right with you spiritually you need to go and seek help you need to go and seek answers because you deserve to know what is what you're suffering with anxiety is not a condition that you just accept and take a tablet and say well that's it i'm out for the night i'm all right no because it will still catch up with you and you know unless you understand how to get rid of that you know because it takes an enormous amount of energy to get rid of negative energy and you can't use negative energy to get rid of negative energy yeah that's an idiot you know you can't do that at all you know it's not something that is it's something that is practiced but it's not something that is it's more of a malpractice really more than anything so if anybody's telling you as listeners now if anybody's telling you that you have to go out there and perform these rituals that are almost demonic and you know down that path then you know suggest that you stay away from that you know if in your heart is telling you it's not the right thing or come to us for some advice you know if you feel that you're being asked to do something you know either ring the phone you know speak to dr isa alhamdulillah spiritual ambassador and uh, you know they'll be able to put you on the right course with regards to understanding your your anxieties and discussions further so when we're looking at dimensions of the higher heart and, and how to reach that, I think the first and foremost thing that we have to do is stabilize ourselves first, stabilize our spiritual self and our physical self. And then in doing so, then we can start to sort of journey beyond, you know, the, the great beyond, as it were, you know, because the, there are seven levels of consciousness within the, the earthly dimensions. And then there are seven levels of higher consciousness where, they, where we're told that the, the, the heavens in the Quran are created in layers. So we know that, you know, and God himself, we understand as Muslims, is 70,000 veils from us. So if God is sitting above the heavens and he's 70,000 veils from us, that means within each layer of heaven, there are also levels. There are also multi-levels. You know, there are an infinite number of levels, say, you know, because God himself is infinite. So then how do you then start to understand the higher dimensions or, or the dimensions of the higher heart? And that is truly only being in, in company with those who are already with God. And this now brings in the existence and the, uh, well, and the living proof of the, the friends of God, the saints themselves. Uh, you know, if you come across the saint, you know, do not let go of their hand and to, to stick by them and to understand and use this as a, as a means for you to unlock the wisdom of the higher heart. So, um, Dr. Issa, um, how, what, what would you say in terms of the revival of the higher hearts um, towards um, the scriptures, taking it from the Bible? And um, when, I, from the when I look at issues of the higher heart, I look at it as, as a revival, as, a, as an awakening. In the 1780s, the Christian church in Europe especially, well, Europe, simply said, was going through a, an awakening, they, they call it a great awakening, whereby there was a renewed element of spirituality. You had people like um, 
Martin Luther, uh, Jonathan Edwards, and several others who began to say that you didn't need ritualistic prayers or a ritualistic manner to get in touch with God. You can speak to God yourself. Well, this is like a great awakening. And that is, is getting people to understand the simplicity, the simplicity of love, the simplicity of worship, the simplicity of spirituality. There's nothing messy about it. And there's nothing complex about it. As we like to say that spirituality is so simple that a fool can understand it. And it's, but it's something that can cleanse the heart, that can cleanse the spirit, that can cleanse your total essence, the way of life. So this is Great Awakening, a revival of thought, a, a, a renewal of what was there, but you couldn't touch it before because you didn't have the right vehicle. So when the Imam is talking about this cleansing, all right, and this spiritual move, I see it as having the correct vehicle to get to the place that you need to be to survive and to succeed in this toxic world that we live in. So, so it's, it's very, very simple, very clean, very nice. It's going back to the basis and the basic of who we are as human beings, who we are as a society, and whom, what, whom we, what we can be as a nation of people of total goodness, spirituality. And one, and one thing about this, this spirituality that we must understand, it's not a move towards religion. Remember, religion is institutionalized ritual. And institutionalized ritual, all it is is that you form a idea, you develop, an, you develop a venue, you create rules and regulations and laws that make you, that make everyone to abide by a certain standard that is that that lacks free thought, that really lacks free will. But when you get down to an element of cleansing and spirituality, you get to a point whereby you are acting in the way that you should have been acting long time ago. What I mean by this, the purest of, of beings are babies, right? I love yes. children. Babies, very simple. They see light, the eyes go open up. They're hungry, they cry. They feel love, they smile and hug. They get hungry, they ask for it. When they want to sleep, they go to sleep. No complexity. That's what we have to get back. We have to become what we say, real children of God again. Real children of Allah. So now, so now when we have a person like our Imam, our beautiful Imam, Mac, and our beautiful Khatoub, who is leading us on the right and true path, when we have those types of individuals, there's no feeling and there's no way that we can get off if we accept what they're saying. Johnny Cash, I don't know if you know Johnny Cash and, and other parts of the world, Europe and so forth. I don't know. Johnny Cash is a country western singer. You ever heard of him? Yes. I, I love Johnny Cash. I mean, he's, 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 he's so good. And he has this song, right, that says he's toting the line. 
-hmm. And what does that mean? He's staying true to himself and true to the Spirit of God. All right? And when you stay true and when you cleanse, you're toting the line. You don't even have to think about it. It's like muscle memory. You know, Wahida, you're an athlete, right? Yeah. You, you you go up mountains and everything, and mm -hmm. you, 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 you do surfing, you do all this other stuff. You don't have to be told what to do because you've been doing it for such a long time, your body what reacts to what? The condition. So when you get this type of truth, your body and your spirit reacts to the condition of truth and basic. Did I, did I make any sense? Right, yes. Yes, of course. Um, you know, you, 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 you know, raised some very valid points there and I think it's important to understand it's not it's not about just religion itself that is going to bring you to you know religion really calls you to righteousness and i think that's what the important thing is that the the teachings of the scriptures are telling you and informing you about scenarios and situations which you can adopt in your everyday life about being truthful about choosing the right right path the right approach with people being humble uh, you know um remaining steadfast remaining in chastity all of these different aspects of a human being which have a spiritual significance because we know the mechanics of sin itself you know that when you perform an action of sin what is the spiritual significance from that what are the spiritual repercussions from sin because all we're told from scripture is that it's harmful to do it that's right so so now you have to then go to the spiritual people or those who are at the higher you know those who are in the process of or have reached that state of revivaling of the higher heart, you know, because they have access to God's knowledges. Do you understand? It's right. very simple because when you go to these people, they will tell you the mechanics of sin is such that that when you perform a sin, you are actually attracting bad energy onto your person, onto your lower self. And this then associates it to your lower self because it cannot associate with the heart. But it associates with the lower self. Now, when there is an abundance of heavy energy on the on the lower self of man, his heart becomes veiled. Why? Because there's a concentration which is higher on the lower than there is on the on, on so yeah, there's a concentration that is higher on the lower self than there is on the higher self. You see? So that masks that human being from revealing that heart, and they become blinded to God and all his wisdoms and all his understandings and the feeling. And this is why you say that the people can't feel is because that they are laden with this heavy energy and they haven't been able to tune into that right frequency of understanding of the heart because the frequency of the heart is very, very subtle. It's very subtle, you know, and, uh, you know, I've been in situations myself where, you know, I've been um, amongst the presence of very pious people, you know, and very spiritual people as well, you know, and I have to give them credit to where credit is due. And they recognized and they understood but then there were certain elements where they didn't understand and it led to almost like a disagreement amongst themselves, not with myself, but amongst themselves. And with this disagreement within themselves, they start to flare up the lower self and they start to veil the heart. So from what which then they sense the truth, they now saw this disbelief came through that. So we have to be very careful in our approach with everybody. And we have to always, like you said, you know, it's about remaining good and true to yourself. And if you're good and true to yourself, then you will be good and true to everybody else. But when you are good and true to yourself in the sense of selfishness and greed, then you're never going to be true to anybody else. 
and uh, you know you, you're completely right there. Amen. I mean, yes. Um, well, thank you, um, Imam Saab and Dr. Issa, shedding lights on revival of the higher heart. And uh, as always, should there be any questions or um, questions or comments, please reach out to us, our audience at info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org, or you can also find more information on our previous podcast series and information on our services at www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. And thank you, Imam Saab, and thank you, Dr. Isa, for sharing us with your wisdom today. We thank you. Thank you. Wa alaikum